Welcome to the Rabbi Greenberg Show, the podcast that brings Jewish knowledge to you. Everybody agrees that we have to do something. And I'm talking about, of course, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. But not everything that people do is necessarily right just because you feel you have to do something. When we do something, we know that it's important that we do it right. We do things that are effective. Good intentions are wonderful, but they do not suffice, and sometimes they get us off the right track. Now, when we're dealing with a conflict between two countries, and we're living here in the United States, or any other part of the world outside of the conflict area, there's very little that we can physically do. We don't have fighter planes, we don't have tanks, we don't have submachine guns, we don't have the armaments. Of course, we could perhaps encourage our government to give whatever arms are needed to defend themselves in, the, in Ukraine. Uh, we could do other things to influence the politicians to do more constructive things. But the individual, you would think, has very little power to change things on the ground. Unless you are well-connected, either financially or politically, there's very little that we can do it would seem. But there is a lot we can do. In addition to contributing to the refugees, especially in the Jewish community, we're very sensitive to the way Jews are being forced out of Ukraine, where they've lived for so long, after suffering so much during World War II, during the Holocaust in Ukraine, and in Russia as well. So we could contribute to the various causes and that's a wonderful thing, and that's a desirable thing. But we still feel that we can't really change matters. And the truth is that we can. Because when we look at this war, or any war for that matter, or any all-encompassing event, because this is what it is, it's an all-encompassing event, it, it affects the whole world, just like COVID affected the whole world. This war in our present day and age, because of all the modern technological advances in communication and because of the risk to nuclear war and so on, everyone in the world is part of this event, part of this experience. And therefore, it tells us something. Nothing down here happens unless something up there is going on as well. And the, our sages tell us that when you see nations provoking each other you know that we're ready for the Mashiach, for the Messianic age ushered in by Mashiach. We know we're ready for the final redemption. Now, it doesn't mean that the final redemption has to be preceded by terrible wars. That's one scenario. The other scenario is that it's brought about by acts of goodness, by acts of kindness, by acts of holiness. And that would obviate the need to have war force and compel a Messianic deliverance. So the first message I think that we should all embrace is that our task is to avoid war by living our lives in the way we imagine we will be living in the Messianic age, which will be a time, an era of total universal peace, national peace, communal peace, individual peace. We'll be at peace with one another. We'll be at peace with ourselves. Peace will be the defining characteristic of the Messianic age. So how do you prepare 
for something like that. You prepare by doing the very thing that you're preparing for. You prepare for that age by promoting more love and unity, doing more things to help one another, to show that we are united, that we are one. And this is true universally, but it's especially true within the Jewish community that when they have and enjoy true unity, that is the greatest power that they possess They can get rid of all the negatives and all the evil. So the first very, very important lesson is for us to wake up every morning and to say to ourselves that we want to live at peace with everyone and live that way, not just make pledges, but translate those pledges, those good wishes, those good intentions into action. That's number one. Because when we repair the spiritual parallel of this conflict, we have to do it by reversing conflict down here in this world and that has an impact up there. So it may not help very much if I do a favor to my friend in terms of physically altering the outcome of the war, but it does affect the heavenly spheres and they control what goes down, what goes on in the earthly spheres. Now, we know also that the study of Torah, our sages tell us, has the power to bring peace to the world. We know that giving tzedakah, giving charity, has the power to bring about and hasten the redemption, accelerate the redemption, prepare us for the redemption. We know also that tshuva, repentance, return to God's teachings, no matter how far we have strayed, we can always return. And that return, by making resolutions to do more mitzvahs and actually do them, that will hasten the redemption. That's specifically true about the Jewish people, but it's also universally true about all humankind, that a war is in a breach of civilized existence. So how do we counter the absence of civilized existence, the absence of conflict and division? We do it in addition to unity by bringing more civilized existence into our world, by observing what is called the seven Noahide commandments, the seven laws of basic civilization. These were laws that were originally given to Noah after the flood to transmit to his descendants, and it was reiterated at Mount Sinai and given to the Jewish people as a, as a pledge that they would use this information to disseminate it to the whole world. So what's important is for everyone to know that in order to get rid of uncivilized behavior, which is what a war is all about, destruction, wanton destruction, suffering and pain, we have to reverse that by pledging our lives to living in a civilized manner. And I'll list the seven Noahide commandments in no special order, but one is not to be idolatrous, not to worship other gods. Number two, not to be blasphemous towards God. Number three, not to eat an animal without first killing it. In other words, not to show cruelty to God's creatures. Number four, to not commit theft and other crimes that involved fraud and so on. Number five, not to commit murder and bloodshed. Number six, not to commit sexual crimes, adultery, incest, and others. And number seven, to establish courts 
that will enforce these laws and legislate others to protect society, to make sure society is civilized, inhabitable. And when we commit ourselves to these seven laws of civilization, the world will become a perfect world, a world in which God says, I'm ready to bring my divine presence that will be fully realized in the third holy temple in Jerusalem. And through that holy temple, the light of God, the light of peace will spread to the entire world. My blessing to everyone, the Jewish people and all of humanity, is that we should see a very quick end to this conflict and let us pray that we see imminently the coming of Mashiach, the final redemption with the rebuilding of the third temple and all the good and peace that will follow. Thanks for listening to The Rabbi Greenberg Show. 